Good morning, it's good to see everyone. I wanted to discuss uh, this morning the woman's obligation in Mikra Megillah, even though Mikra Megillah, of course, is a uh, mitzvah's essay, she's mangroma, it's a time bound mitzvah. Nonetheless, the Gemara tells us in Mesechtus Megillah and Davdar Aleph that women are, of course, included in this mitzvah. Nashim Chayava is Mikra Megillah, Hayu Women are obligated in Mikra Megillah because they were also included in the Nase of Purim. So writes Taisus on that Gemara, Mikan Mashma, Shehanashim Maitsios Esacherim Yedei Chayvason. From the fact that the Gemara said that women are chayv in Mikra Megillah, in reading the Megillah, it sounds like they're obligated not just to be there, not just to hear the Megillah, but to read it as well. So therefore, says Taisus, that implies that a woman could be Maitsi a man. His obligation of Mikra Megillah as well. Midalai Ka'ama Lishmoya Mikra Megillah. Rather, it says, women are chayavas bin Mikra Megillah. In reading the Megillah itself. And says Taisus, that's the implication as well of the Mishnah Mesech des Erechen and of Bezim et Aleph de Ka'amar. Hakok Sherim Likroyas HaMegillah. All are obligated to read the Megillah. All, of course, is an inclusive language. Umasik Hakol Sherim Lasuye Mai is coming to include women. Women are obligated to read the Megillah, and therefore, says Titus, the implication is that a woman could even be mighty a man, his obligation of Mikra Megillah. And in fact, that is the opinion of Rashi in Mesechtas Erchin, over there on Bezim and Bez, over here, Ois Bez, Shechayavai's Bimikra Megillah, Ukshayros Lekraisa, Ulahaitzi Zacharim Yedei The woman could be mighty a man, his obligation of Mikra Megillah. However, even though that is Rashi's opinion, Taisa says that uh, there's a kasha, and this implication with the Gemara Megillah, the Mishnah Mesech Erchin, because there's a Taisefta. Look back at uh, Taisus. I gave it to you, Ois Aleph, a kasha. The Hobbit Taisefta, Tani Behedya. The Tumtum, the Taisefta says a Tumtum, but more, more relevant to us is the Androgynous, who's a person who's a male and female uh, qualities. A tumtum, of course, is someone whose uh, whose uh, gender is not known. But androgynous has both male and female qualities, so he can be mighty as minai because whatever uh, gender he is, he can be mighty someone else of a similar situation. But ve'ain mighty as she'ain minai, he can't be mighty a man. Upshita adifa androgynous, and certainly an androgynous who's uh, somewhat a man, somewhat a woman. But he can't be mighty a man. Certainly, a woman who is, a, you know, a full-fledged woman cannot be mighty a man either. That a woman can be mighty uh, another woman, but she cannot be mighty a man. But then we are left with the problem. If that's the case. Why does the Gemara phrase the woman's obligation that she's chayvim mikra megillah if she cannot, in fact, be mighty a man? So Titus explains in the name of the Bahag, because you would have thought she can't be mighty even another woman. And therefore the Gemara phrased it, uh, that a woman is chayv, and Mikra Megillah that she's chayv, and hakol chayovin, likra is a Megillah, the Mishnah Mesech, the means that she can be mighty another woman. That's what the Gemara is coming to teach us, and that's why it's phrased in this way. But in truth, a woman cannot be mighty another man. All she can do is be mighty another woman, and that's why it's phrased a woman are chayv in Mikra Megillah. So that is the opinion of the Bahag, the opinion of Rashi, as we saw Mesech this Erechen was a woman, because Chayev in Mikra Megillah, in the fullest sense, she could be mighty a man, 
However, the opinion of the Bahag is that a woman can be mighty another woman, but even though the Gemara phrases it that she's Chayv and Megillah, she cannot, in fact, be mighty a man. Why does the Bahag feel that if women are Chayv and Megillah, she cannot be mighty a man? Is that because women are uh, not Chayv in Mikra Megillah at all? We go back, revert to what Tysus initially thought, that a woman is only Chayv to hear the Megillah, but not to read the Megillah. Or perhaps a woman is Chayv to read the Megillah, like a man, but there's some other reason why she cannot be Maitzi a man. So that is going to be a Machlekes Achreinim, Machlekes Rishayinim, and uh, we'll see that it might have some relevance Lamaisa. So Tureyeven, the Shagis Aryeh, and that, uh, in his comments, and that Tysus writes, the woman, he believes, are in fact obligated in Mikra Megillah, even according to the Bahag. Again, Rashi's opinion was a woman could be Maitzi a man. But we're going to paskin like the Bahag, as we'll see, that a woman cannot be Maitzi a man. Why can she not be Maitzi a man if she's Chayv and Mikra Megillah? Afin Hoibo is a Hanes. They were Chayv and Mikra Megillah. So the Turei Evans suggests that a woman, in fact, is Chayv and Mikra Megillah. She's obligated to read the Megillah. But her obligation is not on the same level as that of a man. A man's obligation in Mikra Megillah stems from the Pasuk in uh, Megillah's Esther, that Vahayamim, that Esther Mordechai established, Vahayamim Ha'ela Nizkarim Venasim, these uh, days should be days of remembering by reading the Megillah in every generation, in every place. So our, a man's obligation of reading Mikra Megillah stems from the Pasuk in the Megillah's Esther. And the opinion of the Shagas Aryeh is that whatever appears in Nach, even though it doesn't appear in the Torah itself, is treated like a din... Sort of, like a din midoy raisa, what the Gemara calls midivrei kabbalah, claims the Shagasari has a status that's close, not exactly the same, but close to a din midoy raisa. So that's why the Shagasari writes that the obligation of a man is miruach hakodesh, is midivrei kabbalah, which is close to a din midoy raisa. In fact, the Shagasari's opinion is if you have a suffix, whether or not you reyotze mikra megillah, we do not apply the rule of Suffolk de Rabbanon Lekula. We, in fact, apply the rule of Suffolk de Raisa Lechumra. Because the Gemara says, in Mesechus Megillah and Avheya Mebez, that, of course, as we know, uh, those cities that were Mukafas Chaimim Yemesh Yeshua Benun, they were walled cities in the times of Yeshua Benun, read Megillah on the 15th of Adar, whereas the Arei HaProsites read the Megillah on the 14th of Adar. But Tveria, there was a Suffolk, whether it was Mukafas Chaim and Mimais Yeshua Benun. When do you read the Megillah then in Tveria? So Chizkiah's opinion was, Megillah Hayam Abayz, that he read the Megillah on 14th and the 15th. Mesafkaleh, I Mukafas Chaim and Mimais Yeshua Benun, he Eloi. So ask the Turei Evan, ask the Shagasariah, why don't we say Savik the Rabbanu Nakula, read it only on one of the days? So the Shagas Ayeh says, because the obligation to read the Megillah fundamentally is an obligation, Midivrei Kabbalah from the Pasuk Megillah Sester, and that's sort of like, you know, close to a Din Midar and therefore he writes, Sofik, Midivrei Kabbalah, Hein Dinan Kishol Tayra Vesveikon Lechumar. You'd apply the rule of Sofik, Dairaisa Lechumar, to Divrei Kabbalah. The Ritva disagrees. And that Gemara, the Ritva's opinion is that Divrei Kabbalah are treated like Dinam Dirabanon. This was a personal Chumrah. Amidus Chasidus of Chizkiah to lay in the Megillah twice, both on the 14th and the 15th. But the opinion of the Shagas Aryeh is, well-noted opinion of the Shagas Aryeh, that Divrei Kabbalah is treated like a Din Midairaisa to the degree that we'd say Suffolk Divrei Kabbalah lo Chumrah. So a man's obligation to read the Megillah is me Divrei Kabbalah claims the Shagas Aryeh. However, a woman's obligation to read the Megillah might not rise to that level. Because why is a woman obligated to read the Megillah? 
Because even though it's a time-bound mitzvah, she should have been exempt. She's included, as we read in the Gemara Megillah, of Da'adam and Aleph, because cannot serve to obligate a woman, or cannot only serve to obligate women, so if you look at Taisvis, over here, three lines from the end, Taisvis asks Akasha, and the Gemara Mesechtis Psachim, the Gemara tells us in Psachim, why are women obligated in the mitzvah of matzah? They are. But why are women obligated in matzah? Because the Pasuk says in Parashat We shouldn't eat chametz for seven days. You should eat matzah. So chametz and matzah are juxtaposed in the same Pasuk. says the Gemara, Whoever precluded from eating chametz is obligated eating matzah. That's why women have to eat matzah. So says Taisus, why it happened to the rule of Avhein Hayu We were redeemed from Mitzrayim, so they were also included in the Nais. Why aren't they obligated because of Avhein Hayu So Taisus has two answers to that kasha. In the second to the last line, one answer in Taisus is because Avhein Hayu Ba'os can only serve to obligate women midrabanon. But because women chametz and matzah are just supposed in the same poster, so we didn't want to suffice with afin We could have, but it would have only served to obligate women in the rabbon, and women, in fact, are obligated in the That's one possibility that Tysus suggests. Tysus has another answer, but that's one possibility. So therefore, it could be that's why the Bahag felt a woman cannot be mighty a man. A man's obligation is midivrei kabbalah. A woman's from the Pasuk Megillah Sester. That's close to a din A woman's obligation is only because of afhein hayu ba'isahanez. And according to one opinion in Tysus, even though there is another opinion, but according to one opinion in Tysus, afhein hayu ba'isahanez can only serve to obligate women midirabonon. So the reason why a woman cannot be might see a man in her obligation of reading the Megillah is because her obligation does not uh, rise to the same level as that of a man. Entirely different halacha. First of all, Hanukkah is only the Rabbana. Second of all, night in Hanukkah is probably a chiv on the household, not a chiv on each individual. By Hanukkah? It is Afin Hoyobosanes, but the whole mitzvah is only the Rabbanon. So even if Afin Hoyobosanes is only the Rabbanon, yeah? But that's not even the shot. The reason is because that's a chiv on the household, not on each individual. I, I don't know, maybe. If you, put, if you put all the things together, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe it would come out. Maybe that's what come out. So that's the shot, yeah? How could the mitzvah say this shot that's just Midas Chasidis? You can't, you can't just decide, I want to say an extra day, but that's not the halacha. Maybe they lay in the second day without a bracha. How do you know? I don't know. Huh? Maybe they lay in the second day without a bracha. Who said they made a bracha both days? Yes, it's Midas Chassidus. He says it's Midas Chassidus. If, you, if you're worrying well, about Midas Chassidus, you're not worrying about Yaitzu Bidi Yevon. They have a half meaning. That's real good So that's the Shagas Arias Pshat in the Bahag. The Marcheshes, who was a younger contemporary of... Chaim Oizer in Vilna, it was a rough in Vilna, he was killed by the Nazis, Yimachimam. So in the Marcheshes, he suggests a different shot in this Bahag. That the reason why a man, a woman, cannot be mighty a man in Mikra Megillah is not because she's not Chayv in Mikra Megillah, she is. 
But her obligation is different than that of a man. Not because she's not obligated in Mikra Megillah to its highest sense. She is on the same level as that as a man. The reason why the Bahag the reason why the Bahag feels a woman cannot be mighty a man is because when a man fulfills his obligation of Mikra Megillah, he's not only fulfilling the obligation of Mikra Megillah, but something else as well. That is the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek. The Gemara tells us in Mesethus Megillah and Avzayim et Aleph that when Esther established the obligation annually to read the Megillah, make this an obligation for generations. They sent back to her, the Pesach says in Sefer Mishle, that we can only mention Amalek three times throughout the year, B'Shalach, Kiseitzei, and Sefer Shmuel. So it's only mentioned three times. They don't want to include her in Tanakh. They want to include Megillus Esther. Shlishim, Velayrivim, three times, not four times. Ad Shamatul Mikra Kasub Batayra, until they came across the Pasuk in Parashas Bashalach. I assume they knew about it at the time also, but. Ksaiv Zaizi Karam Basefer. That you should write this, remember it, and write it in a book. Ksaiv Zais. That includes Bashalach and Kiseitse together in one group. That's not counted individually, they're counted as a group. That's Tarshavich uh, Sah, that's, uh, I'm sorry, Tyra. Zikaran Mashakasa bin Avim, that's Sefer Shmuel. But Sefer Mashakasa bin Megillah, that's Megillah Sester. So you could have a Moek mentioned uh, three times, it's true, it's only mentioned three times in Tanakh, but Bashalach and Kiseitse count together, and Esther will be the third time. So it sounds like from this Gemara that by laying Megillah Sester, we're Yoytse kind of the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek, and it's something that we're supposed to mention in the annual cycle of the year. Even though formally we fulfilled the, uh, the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek in two weeks on Parsha Zohar before, uh, the Shabbos before Purim, but reading it on Purim, the Marcheshes understood was also a partial fulfillment of mentioning, repeating the Amalek throughout the year. Because huh? we don't have a precedent for it, so they didn't want to include it in. Uh, similar to the Gemara Masechta's Brochus, that they're looking for a precedent for 18 Brochus, for, t- for 9 Brochus. And yeah, I need a precedent for it. Maybe this is the minimus instead of the maximus. But at least we have to read it three times. We can read it four okay, times. Isn't the hate? Okay, but fine. So now, if, a woman, if you fulfill Zechiris HaMolek, though, at the same time that you fulfill the mitzvah, Megillah Sester, so claims to Marcheshus, even though a woman is chayv in reading the Megillah, Afin Hoibos Hanes, she's not chayv in Zechiris like the opinion of the Sefer Achinoch is that the woman who come to hear Parsha Zachar is a Chumra. According to the Sefer Achinoch, women are not obligated because it's connected to the war. One second, it's connected to the war. Since it's connected to the war, it's kind of like a pep rally for the war. Since women are exempt from the war, they're also exempt from the coming to hear Zechira Samalek. So if that's the case, that women are exempt from Zechira Samalek, she cannot, she can volunteer it, but she cannot be mighty a man. And if that's one element that we are trying to fulfill at the time of Megillah Esther, even though she's Chayv in Megillah Esther, since she's not Chayv in Zechira Samalek, she can't be mighty a man in that aspect of the Kriya Sam Megillah, and that's why the Bahag feels she can't be mighty a man. A similar pshat, the Marchesa should just another you know, possibility is because at the time that we read the Megillah we're also fulfilling the obligation of Hallel. The Gemara says in Mesechtas Megillah on the Yodad and Aleph how come on Purim there's no obligation of Hallel? If we, lane, but we, I'm sorry, if we say Purim on, uh, if we say Hallel on Pesach when we went from being Avalim to being free people we say Hallel when we were uh, threatened a mortally, a mortal danger on Purim, and yet we were saved. How could we not say Hallel? May Abdus Lacherus, Kavuchayim, and Minisa Lacherim. So the Gemara says, perhaps after Matan Torah, we no longer say Hallel for a nace that occurred in Chutzlaret. Or Reb Nachman says, Kriyasa Zu Hilila. 
reading the Megillah is also a fulfillment of Hallel. So when we re- read the Megillah, we're fulfilling Hallel. But women are not obligated in Hallel. It's a mitzvah's essay, Shazman Grama. It's a time-bound mitzvah. Women are potter. So suggest the Marcheshes, perhaps that's why, that's why the Bahag felt, even though women are chayv in Mikra Megillah, in its fullest sense, but since there's this secondary obligation that's fulfilled at the same time, and women are not obligated in that secondary obligation, either of Hallel or Zechir Samolek, Therefore, she cannot be mighty a man. Why would you say, I think, how you base less on Hallel? On Hallel. Because there's different types of Hallel. We discussed one. Some Hallel. Okay, so that's why the Achreinim, the Tureyevin, suggests women are Chayv and Mikra Megillah, but on a lower level. She's Midra Bonan, he's Midivrei Kabbalah. Or the Marcheshes suggests women are Chayv and Mikra Megillah, in its fullest sense, but there's a secondary obligation that goes along when we fulfill Megillah, either Zechir HaMalek or reading Hallel. And women are obligated in that second obligation that we fulfill at the same time as Mikra Megillah, and that's why she cannot be mighty a man. Either way, based on the pshat of the Achreinim in the Bahag, the Marchesha uh, suggests a Chiddush, Ladina. And that is, which we do not accept, but he suggests a Chiddush, Ladina, that perhaps the Bahag's Shita is limited to Mikra Megillah by day. A woman cannot be mighty a man, and Mikra Megillah is only by day, not at night. Why? Because the Gemara tells us in Megillah, the Avdar Aleph, the primary Kriyas HaMegillah is by day. And Yeshua ben Levi said, Chayv Adam Likos is a Megillah Balayla, L'shanoi Sebeyoim. You have to read the Megillah by night, repeat it by day, as the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Elikai Ekra Yoimam, I call to you, by day, V'loi Sana, you didn't answer, V'layla, V'loi Dumiyali. Comes the night, and I will not be silent. So what's first in the Pasuk? What's first in the Pasuk? Elakai Ekre Yoimam. I call to you during the day. So says Taisus, the primary Kriyas Megillah is when? By day. That's why even though we say Shechiyonu at night on the Kriyas Megillah, we say Shechiyonu again by day. Because that's the real Chiyu uh, of the Mikra Megillah. It's by day. That's the Iker Pursume Nisa. So writes the Turei Evan, he thinks that the only time Kriyas Megillah is in fact Midivrei Kabbalah is when it's the Kriyas Megillah by day. That's when it's Midivrei Kabbalah. But even for men, at night, it's only Midirabonon. The real Kriyas HaMegillah is by day. The fact that we read it at night is only Midirabonon to prepare for the Kriyas HaMegillah by day. Or, Rais the only time we're going to fulfill Zechir HaSamalek is by the Kriyas HaMegillah by day. That's the Hallel. We don't recite Hallel at night. We never recite Hallel at night, except for a little pace up, but it's a separate uh, idea. We never recite Hallel at night. Zechir HaSamalek, which leads to Mechir HaSamalek, Laila, Zlav Zman Mochamahi. So Rais Demarcheshes, all of the reasons that, uh, that limited us, for, limited a woman from being mighty a man, don't apply to the Kriyas HaMegillah by night, only applies to the Kriyas HaMegillah by day, and therefore suggest Demarcheshes that perhaps, even according to the Bahag, that a woman cannot be mighty a man, that's only limited to the Kriyas HaMegillah by day, but not to the Kriyas HaMegillah at night. <coughs> this is all wonderful Torah from the Achreinim. It's just interesting because the Rishonim say different things. The Rishonim offer of shot in the Bahag, which is different from that of the Achreinim, and that's why uh, the later Paiskim do not accept the, the reasons of the Shagas Aryeh or the reasons of the Marcheshes as uh, authoritative Lamaisa, because we show him say the other Pshatim in the Bahag. So even though the Marcheshes uh, suggested an interesting Pshat, why a woman could in fact be mighty a man in the Kriyas Megillah by night, uh, the Achreinim by and large do not accept it. What then is the Pshat in the Bahag? Again, just to uh, take a step back. The Gemara said, women are obligated to make a Megillah, even though it's a time-bound mitzvah. 
women are generally exempt from time bound mitzvahs because afin hayu ba'oisahanes. Right, Rashi and Erechin, a woman could be mitzi a man. She's obligated in the fullest sense. But the Bahag said, a woman cannot be mitzi a man. Why can the woman not be mitzi a man if she's obligated in the mitzvah of Mikra Megillah because of afin hayu ba'oisahanes? So there's two uh, understandings, two suggestions that the Rishinim have already for why the Bahag said a woman cannot be mitzi a man. Taisus writes, they're not as geschmack as the Achranim, but uh, they're found in the Rishonim. So look at over here in Oisir Aleph, Taisus and Mesech the Sukkah in discussing Birchis Hamazen. If a woman is chayv in Birchis Hamazen, Midai Raisa is a suffix in the Gemara, it's a suffix Lamaisa. A woman chayv Birchis Hamazen, Midai Raisa, even if she is, says Taisus, she cannot be mighty a man. The Zila Bahu Milsa, I prefer to be mighty a Rabbim, is a, is a Zila Bahu Milsa. It's not right, or it's embarrassing. And he brings a riot to this. The Hare Megillah, the Nashim Chayavos Ba, look at Megillah. The woman are Chayav and Mikra Megillah, Upirish Ba, Halachas Gedayalois, the Ain Nashim Maitziah, says Harabim, the Chayavos Megillah, the Bahag says she cannot be Maitziah man, which implies that it's for the very same reason of because Zila Bahu Milsa. That a woman has to read, she knows how to read, and they don't. Ah. So the carbon, look at the one one possibility. The carbon asano on his comments on the rush understands Taisus and Masech Lusukah to be saying that this is because of a social breach. It's in Yonet Snius that this was uh, not the role that women generally played, and therefore for her to take on this kind of role would uh, be uh, a pirza. That's why the carbon asano says not only can she not be moitzi a man, he extends the bahag. Right, the carbon asano over here oisid bays. She can be mighty. Another woman said the Bahag. Many women ain't isha on the It's a pirza. Women didn't operate even uh, to be in groups of women. For a woman to do that would have been a pirza, a social break. So therefore, claims the carbon asano. Not only would the Bahag limit a woman from reading Mikra Megillah for a man, she would limit the woman reading Mikra Megillah for a group of women as well. The only thing the Bahag said is she could lay it for herself, she could lay it for a friend. But to lay it for a group of women, says the carbon asano, no, because it's Zila Bahumilsa, and that's why the Bahag limited, precluded a woman from laying Mikra Megillah for a man. That's one possibility in the Bahag, yeah. What about a male friend? Right? If, if the problem is grabbing, if it was, if it was just for one person. Interesting. Sounds like that's a loy plug. That was not done. In any context, but a woman to have a conversation. Yeah, but have a woman to have a conversation with a uh, another woman. Okay, it's a commonplace, but for a woman to. Uh, well, a woman can say Kiddush. Why not? It's not the cuss. It's not the minute. Most homes, well, the man is going to say from Kiddush. Yeah, but it might be. Might, there might be included in the carbon asano. It's a zila bimosa. Right, but that's also not the minic. So the same way that's not the minic, this would also not be the minic. So even even for her to be my oh. husband, same 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 difference. That's one possibility in the Bahag. The Rosh in Mesechtas Megillah suggests uh, a different possibility. I'm sorry. That's one possibility. Look at the Ritva, though, over here. Oh, you see, again, we'll get back to the Rosh in a second. The Ritva suggests what, uh, what Heshi was suggesting. The Ritva suggests Zila Bohumilsa perhaps doesn't mean that it's a Pirzan and Yon Itznius. It rather means it's uh, along the lines of the Gemara, the Mishnah Mesechtas Megillah, and Alpha Gimel Medalev. That even though Hakol Oilem Laminion Shiva, anybody or even a woman could be Oilem as part of the Shiva crew of Kriya Satira, the Gemara, the Mishnah says, Isha Loi Sikr Batira Mipnei Kavarat Sibor. A woman should not uh, be Oilem, one of the Shiva crew for Kriya Satira, out of Kavarat Sibor. What does Kavarat Sibor mean? It could mean it's a Pirzan, you know, it's Nios. 
But the Ritva understands it differently. The Ritva says that even though women are chayv and mikra megillah, chayv and kribi yoshub and levi the chayavos, af moitzia, she could be moitzia, another man, in theory. This is not covered. It's included in the curse. What curse is he addressing? There's a curse. The Gemara says in Brachas and the Mebez, even though a woman, if, if she is chayv and birchas amazamidairaisa, that uh, a man whose wife benches for him, the Gemara says, A man is cursed if his wife benches for him. Why? So Rashi explains, because he obviously doesn't know how to bench. And his wife knows how to bench. He should have learned. She, he has a mitzvah of Talmud Torah. He should have learned how to bench on his own. And if he didn't, we curse him. So Salto over here, if a woman lanes, either Kriyas HaTaira, a woman lanes Mikra Megillah, for a man, that's not that it's a pirza, you know, like a yon etznios. That was how the Karben Asano understood it. Perhaps that's what Tysus meant. The Ritva understands it differently. The Ritva understands because it implies that there's no man here who knows how to lane. And therefore, even though a woman in theory is chayv and mikram and gila, the same madrega as a man. Rashi even held that we might see a man. Says the Bahag, she can't. Either because it's a pirza and yon etznios, or because the Ritva says, because it implies that there's no man here who knows how to lane. And uh, that, that speaks badly about the man. They're included in the curse of the Gemara of a man whose wife benches for him. But that isn't the case now. Women that are are laning Megillah or doesn't imply anything. Doesn't, it certainly does not imply that the men in the room can't lay Megillah. You can make such an argument. That would be interesting. You can make that argument. Fortunately, we don't poskin like either of these approaches. We poskin like the third, the other approach. What? That is even worse. What? Because then it looks like it looks like there's no more pizza. There is no one looks like the whole thing is turned over. I think we should preserve the social standards instead of trying to change well, according it. According to the Ritva, I'm saying there were no men that could be. Should we not be there, or is it still it better be now? According to... According to the Ritva, she... Yeah. Let's say there are no men. It's a curse. Ah, there are no men. We'll get to if there are no men. There are no men that can read. It's a curse, like the Ritva says. Then we shouldn't read? No, bench you. You should still bench. We just curse you. We slap on a curse. But a woman should read? Someone's got to bench. Someone's got to bench. Someone has to lay. However, okay, so Rabbi said, why could the Bahag feel that a woman cannot be mighty a man? So the Ritva, or Taisa said, is either because Zila Buhumils are covered at Sibor, but fundamentally she's chayv just like a man. Just the secondary concerns, either because of the Pirza, the social breach, or because it implies that there's no man who knows how to lane. The Rosh and Mesechus Megillah, however, learns a different shot than the Bahag, a second approach within the Rishonim. And that is that a woman's obligation is not the same as that of a man. Writes the Rosh in the name of the Bahag, Ubal Halochas Pasak, Shahanashim Einan Chayavas Elabishmiya. A woman is only Chayav to hear the Megillah, not to read it. That's why she cannot be Maitzi a man. And in fact, the Mordechai, look over here at Ois Yud, quotes in the name of the Bahag, a different Girsa in our Gemara. The Bahag had the Girsa Nachshim Chayavas Bimishma Megillah. A woman is Chayav to hear the Megillah. Or the Yushalmi says, A woman has to hear the Megillah from a man. Because So according to the Rosh and the Mordechai, the reason why a woman cannot be mighty a man, that's the reason for the Bahag, is because her obligation does not rise to the level of that of a man, not because she's Midrabon and he's Midivrei Kabbalah like the Shagasariah, because she, he's Chayef to read the Megillah, she's only Chayef to hear the Megillah. This might be dependent, the Achreinim claim, 
that this machlaikas then between Rashi and the Bahag. Rashi holds, as we started off with, a woman could be mighty a man. She's chayiv, just like a man. And the Bahag holds a woman cannot be mighty a man because her obligation is different than that of a man. He's obligated to hear, read. She's only obligated to hear. Really could depend on a machlaikas we showed him about the nature of afein hayu ba'oysa hanes. What does it mean, Afein Hayu Ba'osahanes? The Briskarov has a Chakira in his notes on Mesechus Erchin. What does it mean? Does it mean that normally a woman is exempt from a time bound mitzvah, mitzvah Seshit Shazman Grama? But Afein Hayu Ba'osahanes comes to say, well, listen, women were part of the Nais, and therefore it overrides the exemption of Mitzvah Seshit Shazman Grama and restores woman to the primary obligation of the mitzvah. So, in which case, she'd be on equal footing to that of a man. Is that what Afin Hobosanes means? And that seems to be Rashi's approach. That women are chiving the same madrig of a man, even though it was a Mrs. Eshri's man, Grandma, Afin Hobosanes overrides that, restores her to the, you know, the primary obligation. Or does Afin Hobosanes mean, even though a woman is putter, fundamentally she's putter, but she was part of the nace too. And she has to be mafarsim the nace. So even though she's not chiving Mikra Megillah formally, like a man, but she's obligated to be mafarsim the nace, a, a, a zaitig mitzvah of being mafarsim the nace, of afin ha'ba'osan nace, a separate idea. But in which case, she's not on equal footing to a man, she cannot be moitzi a man. See, Achreinim claim that that perhaps two opinions in Taisus, what does afin ha'ba'osan hanes mean? Look back at Oisei. The Rashbam's opinion is, she'ikar hanes ha'ya al-yodon, b'purim al-yodei ester. Afin ha'ba'osan means woman played a pivotal role. Women were the catalyst for the entire nace in the first place. If that's the case, that implies that a woman should be restored to the formal obligation of the mitzvah. Afin ha'ba'osanei shouldn't be a separate thing, you know, something on the side, a zaitig chiyuv. It should be that women should be chayv and mikra megillah. How could be men are when the whole, uh, the whole megillah was only brought about, the whole nace was only brought about by Esther. So a woman should be obligated formally, and she could perhaps even be moitzi a man. That's Rashi's pshat. However, the bahag, Seems uh, perhaps understood Afin It's like the second shot in Taisus. Taisus says, doesn't sound like that from the Gemara. means even women, even women, but not that women were the main, uh, the main characters or the main players. It says, they were also there too in the Suffolk Lahashman So therefore they should also be Chayev. But if that's the case, so then maybe, okay, women have to be more fiersome than Ace also. But I think her both and Ace doesn't override the fact that it's a Mitzvah Sashay Shazman Grama. It persists. The Mitzvah Sashay Shazman Grama, women are putter. But yes, she has to be more fiersome than Ace. As I think of But then perhaps, huh? What was the Ace? That we were saved. Haman wanted to kill us, and we were saved. They were saved too. How does it work by Pesach? Is it the same? It's the same Achlekes. Yeah, also. He compares it to Hanukkah, he compares it to Pesach. Yeah, but there's a little bit of a difference. Right. No, is a separate thing. Yeah. The women played a vital role in Pesach, but it is clear in the text that a woman was mozi all of us in, in well, that's very fair. That's it's one opinion very, in Rishonim. That's why that's represented by one opinion in Rishonim that you're right that a woman it, was the main catalyst and therefore she should be chayv in the formal mitzvah. And perhaps Rashi's opinion should be even about a man. We can rely on her However, to us, but we can't rely. I mean, okay. it's a but that's one opinion in Rishonim. The other opinion, though, is that no, a woman were just there; they were saved. But the obligation is not the same. He's chayv in mikra megillah. She's only chayv to hear the megillah. Okay. So just to round out before we get to the shulchan aruch, the. Uh, 
Gemara said women are chayav mikra megillah. Rashi's opinion was she could even be moitzi a man. Mikra megillah implies she has to read it. The Bahag said that even though a woman is chayav mikra megillah, chayav in the mitzvah, she cannot be moitzi a man. She can be moitzi another woman, but she cannot be moitzi a man. And we saw within the Rishayim. Let's leave the achrenish of on the side. We saw within the Rishayim two possibilities to why that's the case. Either because of inyan etznios or some sort of covered uh, hatzibur issue, it implies badly on the man or. Uh, looks barely uh, unfavorably upon everyone else, or uh, because a woman's obligation is not the same as that of a man. A man is obligated in Mikra Megillah, whereas a woman, even though Afin a woman is not obligated in Mikra Megillah, she's only obligated to hear it. But that opinion is only based on a different girsa. Right, but maybe we accept that girsa. So maybe... <laughs> yes. No, Rashi didn't even have that girsa. Rashi is wonderful. He didn't have it, but the Bahag might have. So the, so the Shulchan Aruch quotes Rashi. Says the Shulchan Aruch, "Some tafresh peitesif aleph, hakol chayavim bekriyasa anashim v'nashim, and a man, a woman, could even be moitzi a man." But then the Shulchan Aruch says, "V'yesh oimrim shanashim einam moitzios esho anashim." A woman cannot be moitzi a man. Of course, we are chayshish for the opinion of the Bahag, even though she can be moitzi another woman, even though she's chayav to hear, she cannot be moitzi a man. Why can't she be moitzi a man, though? Is that because of the tznios issue? Is that because of the kavod atzibur issue? Or because her level of obligation doesn't rise to the same level as that of a man? She's only chayav to hear; he's obligated to read. So the Rama already tips his hand, says the Rama v'yesh oimim im ha'isha kaira la'asma mivareches l'shmaya megillah. If a woman is laying for herself, there's no man to lay for her. She should make the bracha not al mikra. Megillah, which we make, she shall make the bracha l'shmoya Megillah she'ena chayeves b'kriya. See, the opinion of the Ramah is to adopt the Rosh's version of the Bahag that the woman is chayev to hear the Megillah, but not to read the Megillah, and therefore the Nusach HaBracha changes with the woman, and uh, that's why she cannot be mighty. A man, her level of obligation does not rise to the level of that of, uh, of, that of a man. What about laying the Mikra Megillah, though, for another... Bein by Yoyim, Bein by Laila, a woman cannot lay for a man. We don't pass like the Achorina suggestion. What about a woman uh, reading the Megillah for another woman? So, that's the Bahag seems to say that that was all right. Nonetheless, the Sharatziyun quotes... From the Karben Nisano, if you look over here, Ois Tezvav, Sharatzian, and Sivkotin Tezvav, the last line, says, A woman can be mighty another woman. If a woman's going to be mighty another woman. But, and she should make the bracha Lishmaya Megillah. We'll get to that one in one second. Her obligation is different. But she could be, says the Karben Nisano, Nashim Rabos, Ein Haisha Motzion, the Zila Bahu A woman should not be mighty, a group of women, it's a Zilzo. Uh, either version, either because of Priyotza and Inyan Itzniyas, or because what it implies uh, about the Tzibor, because of Kavad HaTzibor. What's the Inyan Itzniyas if it's only women there? That was a carbon Nisano said. It wasn't commonplace. It's not a formal obligation. I hear you. Perhaps, perhaps. But the last thing is the Mishnah Brewer quotes from the Mugan Avram. Even though we read the Bahag said woman as Chavim Mikra Megillah should be mighty another woman, a group of women. The Carbon Nisano said no, but another one other woman, or certainly for herself, sounded like a woman could be mighty herself. Nonetheless, the Mugan Avram quotes. In the name of a medrash hanelam, a medrash which is hidden, that a woman shouldn't even read for herself. She should hear it from a man. If she hears it from a man, by the way, 
So then uh, the, the, the custom is, the Mishabura said the custom was the man made the brachas for the woman. I think uh, nowadays the minig is that the women make the brachas for themselves, but uh, either one woman makes the bracha for all of the women, or uh, each woman makes it individually. Maybe some of the minig, like the Mishabura, that the man makes it for the woman, the person who's laning. But the Nusach HaBracha should be uh, either Lishmaya Megillah, not Al-Mikra Megillah, Lishmaya Megillah, even, even if it's the man making it for the woman, or each woman making it individually, which I think is better. Each woman should make Lishmaya Megillah, Shasanisim, Shechianu, before on her own. <clears throat> That's if she's hearing it uh, from a man. But nonetheless, it says in Magna she cannot lay it for herself. So if she's hearing it from a man, either she has to make the bracha, so he makes the bracha. For them, she shouldn't lay it by herself. If there's no one else there, then the Mishnah says, what are you going to do? First of all, Rav HaRishayim's opinion was that the woman uh, could lay it even for a man. Rashi, we saw his opinion was that a woman could lay it for a man. The Bahag even said a woman certainly could lay it for other women. Certainly for herself, she could lay in Mikra Megillah. Even though the Magan Avram quotes this Medrash Nelam, says the Sharatin, it's against the Talmud Bavli, it's against the Ramah. The Ramah said a woman could lay it for herself if she does, so she makes the brach of the Shema Megillah. So Magad Avram quoted this Medrash Nelam, but it seems to be against, uh, and he says the Grah had a different Girsa than the, than the Magad Avram. So even though the Magad Avram quotes this Medrash Nelam, if there's no other option, there's no man around to lane for the woman, then a woman uh, can lane for herself, and she should uh, perhaps make the Nusach HaBracha of Lishmaya Megillah, or as the, uh, as the Mishnah Bura said, if uh, you're laning for women, perhaps it's Lishmaya Mikra Megillah, kind of Apshara in between. Al Mikra Megillah, is what the men make. Lishmaya Megillah could have been what the woman should make, but the Mishnah Bura suggests if you're laning for women to make the bracha Lishmaya Mikra Megillah, somewhere in between. Some of the minig Lishmaya Mikra Megillah, some of the minig Lishmaya Megillah, some of the minig by woman. It's Al Mikra Megillah. The sources for all of them. What bracha you make, though, is uh, one issue, but, it's, uh, but uh, a woman should not lane, certainly for men. Laning for a group of women was an issue of Zila Bahumilsa, but even a woman laning for herself, the Magan Avram quotes from the Medrash Nelam that that was never the meaning. And I think that it is uh, in our times we should do our best to be vigilant, to preserve Minhaga Yisrael, especially, uh, particularly in our time when Minhaga Yisrael are under siege, they're under attack by uh, those who seek to change Minhaga Yisrael based on whatever motivation or agenda they might have. I think it certainly behooves us to be vigilant, to preserve Minhaga Yisrael, and a woman should come and hear Maker Megillah by. Uh, by a larger group together with all the men. Or certainly even heard by a